0: As you were saying, the last couple of points you were making, I started visualising, like, what what my emails can look like, what that automated mm-hmm. process can look like, what it will feel like to someone to receive an email from me with my, you know, my branding, my, my feel... And now suddenly I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's very possible. I can do that.
1: You can do anything you want in this lifetime. Give yourself permission to unapologetically be the main character and create an extraordinary life full of joy, adventure and purpose. Because this is what you truly deserve. With love, Susie. Hey, Hi Achiever, I'm Susie, your podcast host and founder of The Female Leadership Collective. At The Collective, we celebrate women breaking free from the path that society created for them and using their gifts towards making a huge impact in the world and carving their own freedom-based lives. In each episode on this show, I'll be interviewing women who, like me, ditched their impressive careers at some of the world's most powerful companies and boldly stepped out to create their own brands, businesses, cultures, and teams. Hear from women who are at the cutting edge of redefining what it means to be a successful female leader in business. You'll learn how they did it and actionable takeaways on how you can implement their strategies to own your vision, courageously go after it, and flourish in your life and business. I left my career at the world's largest investment bank over five years ago, moved to tropical paradise and built my own online business. It wasn't easy, but wow, was it worth it. Now I mentor other female leaders to launch and scale their own online businesses and step into their true paths of freedom. So today is another laser coaching episode. So I get to coach the wonderful Robin. She is a mindset coach and she's also still working in corporate, but obviously the intention is to build up her coaching business to the point that she can do that full time. And Robin is has done really well and she got her first client, but really what we're talking about today and what she needed help with was understanding where to go from there because everything can be so overwhelming can't it like do I do a podcast do I do a blog do I do how do I get more clients all of this happens when you first launch your business and so today is quite a practical episode like I give her some tips on strategic stuff to focus on and things to prioritize because the key is at at this level is to pick a strategy and stick to it. And rather than getting shiny object syndrome of jumping from here to here to here and starting all these things and kind of not being consistent with them or setting yourself up for failure because you take on too much. And especially for someone with a full-time job, time is scarce. We need to be really intentional about our strategy from the start. And we need to prioritize the revenue generating things. So that's where... A coach can come in and use their perspective, use their experience and look at your business and say, okay, this is what you need for your objective and the stage that you're at now. So this episode is perfect for you. If you have just started out and you are feeling overwhelmed, confused, what what strategy do you go with? What marketing do you do? And also for someone who is just about to launch as well. So I know you're going to get so much from this episode welcome robin i am so excited to have you on the show today and we are doing laser coaching today so i'm really excited to help you um, problem solve the challenge that you have today so let's kick it off by could you just introduce yourself to the listeners let them know what kind of business you're running and what kind of stage of business you, you're at as well
0: Sure, thank you for having me today Susie. So I'm Robin, I'm currently based in the UK working in the corporate world in insurance Mm. Uh, and I recently started my coaching business in August this year, so that's three months ago now. Um, I've got one paying client currently and I've worked with a number of clients to practice my style and the goal is to lead my business full time travel the world while I'm at it work with local communities to spread the, the mindset coaching like good vibes essentially that I help people elevate their life with um and working with women leaders as well primarily so very similar to yourself um mm. outside of that so that's where I'm at at the moment
1: yes yeah, so exciting I love that so um what what do you do in insurance just out of interest
0: I work in data and analytics. Okay. Um, I manage a couple of analysts um, and then I feed into like profitability, strategy, conversations okay. um, within the insurance world. I'll leave Perfect. it there. Very dry.
1: <laughs> Don't worry. I come from banking. <laughs> um, so in terms of your coaching as well, so it's mindset coaching, right? Yeah. Perfect. And amazing. Congratulations that you got your first client already. Super exciting. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's jump on to your challenge. So let me know, what is it that you want to be coached on today?
0: So where I'm currently at, the biggest challenge I face is on on the good side, I have so many ideas where I want to take this business how I can grow different niches and people I can talk to and things I can help them with and even ideas for now I can do workshops conferences speak to all these different kinds of people even within my current niche and I don't have enough time Mm -hmm. Um, I consider myself really good at prioritization I've learned that from work in the corporate world so I am currently focusing on okay what's going to get me paying clients the quickest and the most money the quickest so that I can then invest in automating some stuff, hiring some people to help me out, and then I can grow the business further. And while the calm version of me knows that and is being very structured at times with that, sometimes also not sure where to go, part of me is also feeling overwhelmed. Like when I've been on my my coaching qualification calls I just graduated on Monday but we had a weekly call leading up to that and there's all these ideas coming out and usually i would be excited but that excitement actually flipped to overwhelm because I'm like okay this is great but I just don't have enough time and I'm already yeah. like struggling for time at the moment um and you know I'm adventuring as I just said I'm in South Africa and um, wanting to adventure and live my best life in that sense as well so just wanting to be the best at everything this is classic me and then realizing I don't have enough time Mm -hmm. and then being like oh god this feels like a lot what do I do okay
1: amazing so it sounds to me like you're looking for a bit of direction and a little bit of being able to prioritize what to focus on next
0: Mm -hmm. yeah particularly with so with regards to money spending for my business I don't know what the next best step is. I've got a couple of ideas. Okay. I'm just holding off and there's some money in the bank and I know I could be making use of it.
1: Yeah. Okay. And also this is such a common thing as well with um like my community and high achieving women. When you take your qualifications, oh yeah, I'm working, I'm learning my I'm learning, I'm watching the training, I'm making the and then suddenly when that finishes, it's like, oh I've got to implement all this stuff now and then suddenly it feels like oh it's a little bit trickier because there's a blank sheet right rather than oh watch module one watch module two you know so I don't know if you're feeling a little bit like that too.
0: I don't think I am actually because throughout these qualifications that I've done it's been since June up until now November they've I've been taking action like every week anyway so I feel right. really comfortable and confident in my ability to do the things yeah it's just the time and the making the decision where to spend my money
1: to help me and yeah. uh, the feelings okay. <laughs> okay. so in terms of your offers or offer What offers do you have at the moment? Because you obviously sold this package to this first client that you've got. So what are you um, selling at the moment? So I'm selling two packages. One is
0: three months. One is 12 months. The three month one is about helping a woman get to her current vision, essentially, Mm -hmm. which involves noticing all her uncomfortable feelings getting them out of the way getting her in a place where she's she's mentally clear she's got like the mental real estate to think clearly to then she yeah, ends up just taking action and making her current vision happen
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then the 12 month one is essentially that times like 10 because once you get to that point of living your current vision suddenly there's this whole new world And you're like, oh, I know how I'm going to become a millionaire and help so many people rather than just the five people in my circle currently. And so it's about dialing it up, getting to that point where they're then living that even bigger vision. Amazing. Um, Two options.
1: Okay. And what is your pricing?
0: My pricing is dependent on the person. Okay. I have an idea of like a minimum that I would want to charge. And then it very much depends on the person. So I have the conversation with the person in in the sales process about how much value this would be for them. Okay. And so also, clarify
1: sorry, go on. that we're talking high ticket. That's what. That's yes. Where so what kind of range ish? For the three months
0: one, we're talking five to ten k. Okay.
1: Pounds. Okay, great. So basically, what? I'm seeing here is that we want to have three kind of different systems for bringing people into your funnel and all the way out to them becoming clients. So when I say three different systems, what I mean by that is we want the offer, which is amazing. This is the thing that you're selling, so this is kind of at the bottom of the funnel, and then we want something in the middle, which is warming people up. People who already know you but they haven't bought from you yet, so they get you know they're getting to know Robin's world. They're learning your style. They're thinking maybe that do they want to work with you and then also at the top we want like a door for people to come into your world brand new people so attracting new people in so for you i would say at the stage you're at, at the start focusing on one one offer um also it's amazing that you've got a 12 month offer too but i would also advise at the start to keep your duration to more like three months at the start because you don't necessarily know um who exactly that you want to work with until you've worked with a few people and you get used to it and the thing is if you end up signing someone for a year It's a big commitment, right? And if your business changes a lot at the start. So it's great to have a vision of being able to help someone for a longer term. But I would definitely almost see that as a second phase, if that makes sense.
0: Interesting, because my first client is on the year's package.
1: (laughs) Great that you managed to sell it. But typically, I do say that because we can have our ideal client in our heads, and but but the chances are when you start to get a few in the door you'll start to figure out okay it's really them that I want to work with and not so much them so what you don't want to be left with is like someone that you're working with for 12 months that's not really aligned with you that's just my my rationale I feel like we could debate this point back and forth for a while <laughs> makes
0: sense and I'm like oh, but does that apply for me because xyz
1: it's just something to be yeah. aware of You don't have to take (laughs) everything that I say, but, you know, something to be aware of next time, you know, as you start to get different clients in the door and you start to realize like, okay, the nuances between clients so that you get even more specific, just something to be aware of. So in terms of talking about the three systems, what do you have? So we spoke about the offer. What do you have for people coming in the door? How are you attracting people into your world? So currently
0: I've got my Instagram set up. My Instagram is essentially my business card. Um, So I'm posting X times a week on the grid, on the stories, using the hashtags. That's getting not many people in, some people in. And it's showing, okay, we're talking new people. I stick to new people. Also with new people, I'm going to events um like there was a well-being festival um where like different people had their different stalls and then i had a stall to advertise my mindset coaching and then people would approach me and then we'd do like on the spot coaching. Um so that wrote, worked really well actually I'll be looking to do more of that. Other things I'm considering amongst the the many ideas are um speaking at conferences or just attending conferences um speaking to women leaders to understand more about what their problems are um, interviewing people that I do know as well, A, to understand more about their problems, B, so they can learn more about me, point them then into the funnel. <laughs> yeah. um, so all those kinds of things.
1: Okay, great. Love that you've got social set up um, because Instagram is really important and that's one of the really great ways to bring people in. Do you have an email list? Have you started an email list?
0: No, not currently using that.
1: Okay, so this is something that I teach as being really, really important, even more so than socials. And I'll explain why. So basically, with your email, you own all of your data. So when you think about it, Having an email list of all these email addresses, you own all of those contacts, whereas on Instagram or, you know, any other social media, you kind of, you don't own your data. Like they could shut your account down at any moment. So there's also the algorithm and the visibility. So if you think about an email that gets delivered to everybody unless it goes into the drunk folder, right? Whereas on socials, they show your posts to probably like 30% of your followers at any one time. So email is a really great way to engage people to bring people into your world. So how I would love, well, I would invite you to see There's the flow, the funnel is that social is kind of a door, but then you want to get them into your email list from social as fast as possible so that you then kind of own that data. And then this is kind of, I don't want to throw too much at you, but. I'm very numbers orientated. So with email, there's a lot of benchmarks in terms of, okay, if we're doing a launch, this amount of people on the wait list will create this amount of conversion and, and this kind of thing. So inside more of my larger programs, for example, we would be able to work through saying, okay, what is your income goal for the month? Okay this means you need this amount of people on your email list because they convert 2% and we can kind of really work backwards from that um so that is why I absolutely love email and I definitely recommend setting that up
0: yeah that I learned this years ago with a, a failed business venture um mm-hmm. and for now I've I've stuck with Instagram because it's just focus my brain in one place that's helpful and I can see that actually a lot of the content I prepare for Instagram I can probably just chuck it in an email exactly a little bit (laughs) and have that more control I suppose over who I'm talking to the numbers I think I can track like conversion rates on Instagram as well but again there's the what's the algorithm doing I have no idea and the risk of them shutting me down at any point should they wish um so uh yeah I like that idea And maybe that is then an idea for, like, what I invest in next, someone to help me set up my email stuff and build some templates for me and things like that.
1: Um, Yeah, so Instagram is definitely part of the strategy, but email is kind of really core. and. The, the the what I teach people to set up first is really su- is something called a lead magnet so it's very basic funnel so it's like a freebie or a guide or a checklist or something like that that your ideal client you know it's, it gives them a quick win but it also introduces you to them so then what I would see you having is this on your Instagram posting it every like on your stories every few times a week like having a pinned post there about the free guide or whatever it turns out being like a highlight like start here so that your instagram is like this shop window so when someone new comes they're like oh free guide okay i'll i'll click on that and put my uh details in and you start to build your email list from there mm-hmm. that makes yeah. a lot
0: of sense and what i'm feeling coming up in me at the moment is Damn it, I know she's right, and I've been trying to avoid this for ages. <laughs> Fine. I get it. Yes, it will be useful. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, what so what's what do you feel like the resistance is um what do you feel the talk to me about the resistance? I
0: think it's coming from me wanting to have as little as possible to do with all this marketing stuff because I perceive that I don't enjoy it and when I've tried it in the past it's not worked out yeah probably because I wasn't being consistent enough and learning enough um yeah so there's this resistance within me oh I'd rather not look at that if possible Mm. I've got my Instagram going well it's working well is it working that well if I'm not getting new clients through the door that quickly no um Mm yeah
1: yeah I think that's I think that's really good self-awareness to to, you know you you know how feeling what I'm curious in terms of what what's coming up in the sense of like you not enjoying it what what's happened in the past that's meant that you've created this kind of um you've kind of decided that you don't enjoy it has something happened in the past?
0: That's a good question. I mean, the, the businesses I've attempted to start and be somewhat consistent with in the past have failed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's likely that, like, oh, what I do is probably going to fail. So what's the point of spending all this time on it? Maybe that's the thought. I mean, it must be because I've just said those words.
1: Yeah.
0: When I'm actually being very consistent, much more than I used to be. And it's working out, an extent for me at the moment so I know when you put your mind to it when I put my mind to it it works
1: yeah
0: feelings are still there though The are away
1: <laughs> what's different about this business versus the businesses in the past I am
0: so much clearer on my vision my offer the value I bring to people just I'm I'm convinced it will work out it's happen. I mean it's happening already my future is here, the business is here. I didn't think it would be for years um and then you know did the work and it's here and i'm 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 all in on it, and yet there's still this voice
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> did you feel as passionate about the other businesses? was it as connected to like your heart as much as this no. business okay so I know things will turn out differently this time. <laughs> Yeah so this is completely different and I think this is something to celebrate right that you've found an idea that you absolutely love that's really connected within this is what you know this is what I preach and I want everyone to find because you can set businesses up that don't feel good and then you just feel like you're in insurance again you know what I mean <laughs> so I think things here this is the other thing and we had this on the other podcast as well with the laser coaching it can feel that more's at stake when you really care about what you're doing because you're kind of emotionally involved so the fear of failure can then feel bigger because there's more at stake because you care more so it's just about having that awareness but also can we reframe that into this is a really great thing because your definition of success now is finding something that you really enjoy because what you've been doing, you haven't been enjoying. So the fact that you're feeling something just goes to show that you're on the right path towards success because you want to have those feelings, right? You just, The thing you don't want is to feel numb and not care.
0: Yeah. The feelings are mostly amazing.
1: Yeah. Warm, so fuzzy, yeah yeah so sometimes if this like resistance or like nervousness or like feel of fear of failure is creeping in it's just reframing okay yeah I'm feeling something it's because I really enjoy what I do and this is normal like it's okay we're okay just holding yourself through it um but seeing it almost as a positive because we can't completely eradicate that it's always gonna happen like I still get like that with things and so it's just being like okay well it's great to actually feel something (laughs) because you know this is this is what we're striving for so there's that one element of it but then there's the the second element of it that we so with the email list I'll just paint the picture of where ideally you want to get to for the future Being able to wake up with like sales in your, you know, Stripe notification, sales in your email inbox without you having done anything. It's kind of like the holy grail, right? And the way to get there is to start building the email list up, having automation set in, and kind of, I don't like to say the word funnel because it scares people, but just automation set up so that people can buy from you and email's the best way to have that set up to eventually get to that point where yeah you'll be waking up to to new clients as you were saying the last couple of points
0: you were making I started visualizing like what what my emails can look like what that automated Mm -hmm. process can look like what it will feel like to someone to receive an email from me with my you know my branding my my feel uh and now suddenly I'm like oh yeah that's that's very possible I can do that
1: yeah <laughs> yeah this is amazing and this is it, it's just acknowledging maybe the door was shut a little bit because of the pa- past trauma right of the past businesses but actually this business is totally different so writing an email to this community on these topics is completely different because you actually enjoy it and you you'll you know the creative process will be completely different then because you you've got some feeling behind it and that's what we're looking for Mm -hmm. have you got any tips you can give me around well we're talking
0: about email lists now I'm like okay well what am I going to do I need to plan (laughs) Uh, (laughs) have you got any tips around like what some best practices are how many emails how often
1: that kind of thing so the first thing I would tell you so I recommend generally two different systems so the first system and this is for two different types of people so a real techie on the one side real numbers person or someone who isn't so much techie, isn't so much a numbers person, but really cares about what something looks like. So you'll either fit into one bracket or the other. So the techie one, I would recommend active campaign. And the one who cares more about like beautiful templated emails, less about the tech stuff, really easy to use, I'd recommend Flowdesk. So these are two different email marketing systems. So basically, that is where your email list sits and that is where you'll send the emails from and you can set up the automations and things like that so first of all i would suggest to set up this lead magnet and then a a very basic welcome nurture sequence i call it so this is a series of around seven to ten emails over two week period for people to really get to know you so what happens is they download the checklist then they go into this automation. So you, you're you not even doing it. Once you've set this into the system, this is just happening happening automatically. So someone downloads your checklist, has a look at it or the freebie, and then they they continue to get emails from you introducing who you are, delivering value, um, pointing them more into your world over the next two weeks. And maybe on the last email or the last few emails, you invite them to book a sales call with you. So this is how, um, like, lots of my clients win their first client just out of the blue, right? (laughs) They get these sales calls booked into their calendar. So ideally, that's kind of what you want to set up first. In terms of regularly emailing the list, I recommend to email twice a week. But if you're in a full-time job, sometimes that's not realistic. So just keeping them um engaged so once a week is absolutely fine as well but I wouldn't go any less than that how does that feel
0: yeah that feels good um I love the the automated like seven to ten day process of I literally just set up the emails I don't need to rewrite them at any point it's just a structured sequence that is triggered when they get the free guide so love that takes a lot of the overwhelm out of that sales process because I can just tee it up for myself and then have the sales call um and then the once a week to twice a week emailing it feels very possible because I mean currently I am usually spending five hours a week creating content for Instagram so you know I can tweak how I'm doing that or take some time out of that and put it into doing emails instead Um, and as I say I'm sure there'll be overlap so That feels actually really quite easy. Just do it, Robin.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And I I typically teach to use a primary uh, piece of content and then repurpose so you could do this both ways either your Instagram is then the primary piece and then you repurpose that for an email to send or one of your posts you're like okay that would be a good email this week or the other way around so you, you write an email and then maybe from that email you can pull out three or four posts for Instagram so that way it's really efficient yeah yeah I like <laughs> that and then in terms of the the free guide,
0: I don't suppose you've seen any stats or in your experience know whether like a video training versus a PDF guide or something else gets better traction.
1: Yeah. So what the key is here as well is that we want to make it the investment of their time is something to consider at this point. So imagine stumbling across someone's page and there's a 20 minute training or a quick checklist to solve a problem. It's a slightly different consideration, right? Oh, I need 20 minutes versus oh, just download this. So for you, I would suggest not to do a training and do something a bit easier so that like you're getting as much traffic as possible because some people will be dissuaded to do the training because they're like, oh, I don't, I won't watch it. I haven't got 20 minutes or whatever. There's slight more friction. But that's a strategy definitely later down the line for when we're thinking about like a, a true evergreen automated funnel where, you know, if I need to do sales calls anymore because your training is converting people, if that makes sense. But I want to overwhelm. That makes sense. Essentially, when my community
0: is more grown, then yeah. I can do other things, bigger ticket, more in-depth yeah. training. People will be there and want to do that. Yeah, Cool. And also, I mean, that makes it simpler for me, right? If if all I need to do is write a checklist rather than do some really glam, proper training video, So that, yeah. yeah.
1: And you can create this so easily with ChatGPT, by the way. Like (laughs) if you've got any kind of research or key messaging or whatever, you can just say, okay, this is what I am. These are the core pillars of my brand. This is what I talk about. Give me 10 lead magnet ideas so it could even give you the different ideas for the checklist, and then once you pick one, you can get it to write it. Obviously, you want to edit it and make sure it like is really aligned, but you can get this done quite quickly using ChatGPT. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah,
0: very good point. Amaz- I am on ChatGPT. I'm aware that it's a good thing, and I'm starting to like play with it and i want to get to a place where i'm more like yes that'll be good for that okay let's go right cool I'm gonna put that in there and then tweak it and yeah
1: yeah make
0: it more more part of my process day to day
1: yeah it can be really useful but i also like wouldn't let it substitute you right because you want to enjoy yeah. the creative process too so i'm conscious of time but i just want to make sure i kind of close everything and wrap everything up with with your questions so we really focused on email and um setting that kind of automation up and really my point is that at the start in the first year of your business there can be so many ideas and so many directions, but if your objective is to be making a certain amount of income, so maybe you can move away from your corporate job or run this business full time, we want to just get laser focused. So it's about thinking What is going to move the needle and moving the needle is getting people through this funnel to then buying from you. So if you've got your lead magnet set up and those emails, inviting them to a sales call, that's already doing that. So then the other thing I would suggest then is just doubling down on Instagram. So bringing more people into that funnel, warming them up more on Instagram and anything else is kind of a bonus if and when you have time. Because the speaking things, the like podcast appearances and all of this, this can really help. So, if a great invitation comes your way, then great. But at the same time, you, if you've got this one system, that is enough to be making enough money to quit your corporate job for sure. That just, just that Instagram, the email funnel, and you've got your offer down. Yeah, that's
0: good to hear and helps me be like okay Robin focus on this one thing because it does work you don't need to do all these other things which actually require more of your time yeah do this one thing make it work and then grow
1: yeah exactly and consistency is the most underrated hack it's the most underrated hack and uh, the thing is as well and you'll probably know this from corporate if you keep doing the same thing Uh, consistently you've then got data to compare it to I mean your data and analytics right yeah I know yeah if we keep changing then we're starting again from the data so we're blind we're not sure what is working what isn't working so this is such a great way and I I forgot that your data analytics so this is such a great way because you'll have these numbers for for everything so each week you'll have your open rates you'll have um, how many people downloaded your lead magnet? and you can really get like hot on this, and it gets really clear, Okay, so I need to add this amount of more people to my email list to make this amount of money. And it just gets really, really clear. and it feels it feels less stressful and less overwhelming when you you have a clear picture if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. The numbers do the talking. I don't know how yeah, to really try and get a feel for it thats something really not clear yeah Yeah. Um, and these email systems and instagram actually i'm not too aware currently of what tracking they do versus what is good for me to track on my own Mm -hmm. so do these systems have things set up yeah i suppose when it gets to converting yes i have to do some tracking on my side
1: yeah so what i would say with this is We don't want to get overwhelmed with numbers as well, because the other thing is your time is really is limited at the start because you're doing everything. And also if you've got a full time job. So we just want to really get clear on what are the key, the key elements. So we don't have time exactly to go through all that today because it's custom to what people are setting up. But. It's really getting clear on, okay, so I want to make a sale here. So what are the numbers that are the key ones to track in terms of making this sale? Obviously, sales call close rate, right, is one. So on average, one out of five sales calls close. So you can then measure it against that benchmark, how you're doing. Then the other one would be, um, okay, how many people are downloading your lead magnet each week? And we ideally want that to be going up. And then the other one would be um, reach on Instagram is a really important one because that is the traffic that's coming in your door. So if the reach is going down, then we need to have a look at like, what what messaging are you using? What kind of posts are you making? Um, and that kind of thing. So those are the real top line key ones. But yeah, in the, in the systems, it will have all this different reporting and it will have too much that you don't actually need. Yeah. More so, overwhelmed, I, so Thank you. Yeah, I would just say, you know, don't get too much into that and just track the key numbers that you need. Yeah, I suppose it comes
0: back to my purpose, what I'm trying to achieve at this point, And then what yeah. metrics do I need to show me how I'm doing? Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So how does that all feel? Do you feel a little bit clearer? Clearer like i want to can my corporate job for the day and just get to work on this oh i love that classic <laughs> yeah i love that and i'm I, this is a massive win for you that you're so behind what you're doing like this will set you up and it will really really help you you know i i tend to believe that uh, obviously businesses fail for lots of different reasons but these businesses in the past i think a big reason why something will fail is because you're not connected to it deeply and I think subconsciously that can change performance in all sorts of ways. So, yeah, just just seeing this business is complete is completely different situation that you are so tied to the mission and you feel really uh, almost like it's your purpose. Right. And that that is what we're all striving for. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a definitely a purpose driven business. This
1: business
0: mm. is is so me. Yeah. I want to help people help people grow in the same ways that I'm growing and have grown whereas before I know I was much more focused on okay how can I make my millions Mm -hmm. maybe do this that the other and then obviously the good feelings weren't there people were not connected with it or me so yeah definitely feels good
1: good oh that makes me happy so let's wrap it up what takeaways do you have
0: lots of practical takeaways about um the email setup system that will help me automate my sales process, my lead generation, um, as well as some tips about that free bit of content that I how I get people into that funnel. Um took a bunch of mental notes to come back and rewatch this because I haven't been writing throughout. And I think there's there's been loads of other bits that I think oh, chat GPT, that's one of them. In mm-hmm. what specific places can that work? Also, then how I overlap like my Instagram content versus my email content. Yeah, so many takeaways. I will be re-watching this Amazing. and figuring out how I can implement that with quick wins.
1: Oh, I'm so happy that you got all of that from there. So I would also just leave you with... A, a big job in your first year of business as well is being laser focused and batting off all of these other things, because your priority is to what well, your specific priority is making enough money to do this full time. Right. So it's like batting off anything else. So next time you're feeling overwhelmed with all these opportunities, it's just the, the way to measure whether you should do it or not is, is this going to help me get to that goal or not? And most, yeah. most of it will be like, yeah, but not as much as spending my time on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, it's exciting, but no, focus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shiny object syndrome is such a real thing for sure. Amazing. Okay, well, Robin, where can the listeners go and connect with you, go and see more about you? They can go
0: on Instagram. My handle is coach.robin, with a y, dot Drew.
1: Perfect. And I'll put all the links in the show notes and soon they'll be able to download your (laughs) checklist as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Come (laughs) see
1: how I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, keep Robin accountable. (laughs) Please. Um, Yeah, that was wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on, Robin.
0: Thank you, Susie. It's been wonderful to meet you and to be coached by you for the first time.
1: Okay, so a couple of takeaways from the coaching session with Robin. So, first of all, takeaway one is that when you're early stage or you've just started your business, it's absolutely imperative. To have laser focus and simplify things. It can be so easy to get shiny object syndrome, get distracted, even on strategies, like not just opportunities, even on like seeing lots of different coaches and trying this one strategy and then trying this other strategy the next week and try. And really, that is actually the opposite. that you should be doing we really want to just choose one strategy choose one coach choose one offer choose one way of selling one content platform and have laser focus really learn it really nail it understand what works and what doesn't and and build from there because also what we mentioned in the in the call is that you'll get data and you'll start to be able to paint a picture of, okay, well, my numbers are down this week. Why are they down? Or my numbers are up this week. Oh, it's because that messaging worked. Whereas if you're trying different strategies each time, you won't know what's working and what's not because you're starting your data from a clean slate each time. So that is takeaway one. So it's, I I mean, I always say this, it's like, part of the work is putting a shield on for the first kind of year and batting off all of this distraction all of these you know this the shiny object syndrome of oh i should be doing this should be doing this should be doing this because that takes up mental space mental capacity mental bandwidth instead especially so many of you are in full-time jobs whilst you're trying to build these businesses just one simple offer one way of selling it and one content platform that's all you need to make especially the coaching business model to make enough money to quit your corporate job and make a six-figure business in the first year or so that's all you need you really can do that takeaway two is the principle of leverage so this is what i teach in all of my programs all of my group programs all of my one-to-ones i am teaching leverage so you want to create a freedom-based business right you don't want to be chained to your desk even just because you're running a, a business you you still don't want to be chained to your desk right so we want to use this principle of leverage so what i mean by that in this situation is creating something once that then works for you over and over again so scalable and this the the ultimate thing for this is your email list And so as you heard me explain to Robin, setting up a simple lead magnet and welcome nurture sequence, this is the first thing that I get all of my clients to do. And obviously the how of this in terms of what emails to write, how to connect it all together, that's inside of my paid program. So if you want help with that, then make sure you tap the link in the show notes or just DM me on Instagram. I can let you know which program is the right fit for you, but creating that kind of tech structure, that kind of funnel, that kind of automation, you create it once and then sales calls start getting put in your diary, right? And you don't have to keep creating it over and over again like you do with Instagram content, for example. Now, Instagram does have its place, but what I'm saying is we need to prioritize creating things that have leverage because that's what creates a freedom-based business. And takeaway three is that did you see the power of Robin being internally motivated by her why of her business versus the other businesses that she was talking about that failed, that she wasn't um, intrinsically motivated by? And honestly, this is what I'm trying to get you all to get to. Finding an idea, finding a business where you're your why is deeply connected with with you, something you're passionate about, something that you really care about because this is what we're looking for. We're looking for that feeling of, wow, that feels so rewarding when a client got a big transformation and we helped them get there. Wow, that feels so amazing to have a client say that your work was life-changing. That is the stuff that is missing and has been missing in our corporate careers. Yes, the money's great. Yes, creating a freedom business so you can work from anywhere is great and you can manage your own schedule. But really, this, the one of the biggest things that is missing in your corporate career is that feeling, that feeling that you're doing worthwhile work, you're doing something fulfilling, you have purpose. And so when you have that in your business, I truly believe that you're more likely going to make it successful because you care so much more. There's so much more at stake. You don't want to let that feeling go once you find it. And so work becomes easy. And that's where you get to the point where work doesn't feel like work. I mean, sometimes it does, obviously, let's just be honest. But there's there's a lot of times in my day where work doesn't really feel like work, especially when you compare it to my days in my corporate job. So the takeaway three is really making sure that you prioritize finding something where you are internally motivated in terms of your business idea and if you struggle to know what that is, this is my speciality to help you get clarity on what that idea is I I'm not going to lie, but I definitely have a superpower for helping you and guiding you to look internally and dig out what is that deep and meaningful thing that you really want to create in the world. And I developed a method to help you get that in my program. So like I said, if you would like to work together, if you, if this coaching session really inspired you and you feel like, wow, yeah, I can see how coaching really helps now. I can see how this would make me, help me make so much more progress than if I was just blindly trying to do it on my own and it would be feel, feel so good to have, you know, support like this. Then I invite you to take the next step. So you'll see in the show notes, there is a link to my Instagram. So just send me a message on Instagram. Just tell me that, you know, you listened to, to the podcast episode, give me a bit about your situation and we can have a bit of back and forth. And I can tell you, you know, if if I can help you with your, with your current business and your goals, but also I'll let you know which program would be the most useful for you to hit those goals. So drop me a message on Instagram. I love, love, love to hear from you. And also, if you did find this episode useful and you think a friend could benefit, that is my one ask to share this with a friend. It's really easy. You just go on the share button and just give your friend that gift of this podcast. I love it when friends send me podcast episodes that, you know, that I listened to this and I thought you'd find it really useful. It's so I love to receive that. So that is my one ask. If you have a friend that could benefit from this, then please share the love.